Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. Lots of mm. penises. Penises raining from the sky. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of small penises, welcome to Quality Time. Uh, my name is Eric Woodworth. Uh, I'm joined once again. I'll go with the lady who was here before my sweet brother today. The apple of my eye. The 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 one with the raspy voice who's sick as a dog right now. The coochie carnage herself, Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you? Oh, hello, Daddy. I am sick. <laughs> oh, no. You're so sick. And we'll get to the reason that you probably are sick very mm-hmm. soon. Uh, but we're also joined by my blood and my brother, Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, how are you, sir? Yeah. Good to, yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, my God. Who's that? Is that is is that Johnny Depp? Yeah, I'm Johnny Depp. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my god from like movie sleepy hollow how did we pull that you know yeah i wasn't doing anything i'm not with amber heard anymore <laughs> 70 years old now you're 70 yeah. years old you were in nightmare on elm street that you were young then though yeah, i was only in my 40s then yeah. <laughs> you were only 40 in nightmare on elm street yeah. 21 Jump Street. I was actually I was I was 42 and during 21 Jump Street. My nose has reached the back of my head now. I've had so many, so many, you know, pullback surgeries. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's, that's a that's just skin tightening after skin tightening. Yeah, I, I actually look like Keith Richards if I didn't have all the, you know, facial reconstruction. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, Johnny, we're glad to have you on the show today because, uh, hey, we're going to be doing one of your movies for Fansgiving uh, shout outs. But, uh, Ashley, you are sick as a dog. Do you have any idea where you maybe contracted this wonderful disease that you're walking around with? And what, what what's, what's wrong with you so our listeners can send you good <clears throat> vibes? Oh, well, I don't know yet. I will test for COVID in the morning. Because I'm not going anywhere, so I don't need to right now. Um, but uh, late last night, I started to have a really not great cough, and it has now progressed, and I feel like my lungs are on fire. Um, but I think I probably got it because I was at a sold out show to see Guar at the Baltimore Sound Stage on Thursday. Hell yeah! And there were fluids everywhere, yeah. so I can totally assume. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You got, so you it, probably got a disease from space come. Yeah. Bruh. You boys did a good job preparing me. I will tell you real quick, so I don't take up too much time. I will tell you, though, I do maybe wish 
you had been there because I'm up near the front. The openers are fantastic. I'm having a great time. So then Guar comes on to do their first song. It is a sold out show. I forgot because I don't think I'm, I'm that old, but I forgot like that this is a thing. I forgot we all still mosh. I forgot that that's like yeah. a thing we all still do because I'm now old and hidden away in an apartment. Um, so there is a mosh pit forming right where I am. And I'm like, nope, not not for nope, not me. Not <laughs> built for this anymore, though. I am large. I'm not in charge. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I try to get out of the way. And I was beginning when I to see have Ashley Pontius. I think, yo, let's form a pit. <laughs> On my pit. <laughs> it's a Snarlack pit. Um, so, <laughs> I am the pit. Um, so, it's not just the mosh pit. They're starting to push forward, like, against the gates to the stage. And I'm like, oh, yeah. this is bad. And a bunch of people just died in South Korea from being trampled to death. And mm-hmm. I thought... I do want to die, but just not like this. This seems like an awful way to die. <laughs> so I get through the first song. I am blinded with blood and jizz, um, soaked in it. In fact, I told uh, Eric Jeremy that part of my hair is now dyed from the fake blood. Hell yeah. So, so yeah. So I, I get out after the first song and I move to the back. I'm like, I can't. Like, I'm alone. This is a bad vibe for me. This is not going to go well. But I had fun, obviously. So I moved to the back. These two super tall dudes are like, we'll take care of you. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So I'm with these two big boys the rest of the show in the back. And while we were standing together, halfway through the show, there's a mom with her young child, which I think, on the one hand, that's a cool-ass mom. And on the other hand, I think you're a bad mom. Yeah, so- it, it, is, it is a flip of the coin. I'm like, man, what a cool mom also. What the fuck is wrong with you? You're li- that th- that lead singer has eight space tits. Um, Eric, you are correct. So, <laughs> so she's she is standing next to me with her daughter. She and I would say Eric, she's probably about your oldest age. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh oh, is it odorous? Do I know my information? Uh, odorous odorous was the uh, former lead singer who it, has now passed, it, but now correct. It is currently Blothar. Uh, yes. yes, thank you. So, so he's he's speaking and, and talking, and he goes, "Hey, who jacks off when they're bored?" <laughs> and when she wasn't <laughs> looking. The eleven-year-old raises her hand. Goes, oh, oh my God! It's me! It's me! <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's staring at us, looking around. She said, "Oh no! I I dug off! I dug off when I'm bored." <laughs> <laughs> and the mom pulls her hand down, and she's like, "No, you don't." She's like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> and I look at her, and I'm like. You, you raised her right and she's like i'm so embarrassed and i was like this is what makes you embarrassed like <laughs> that was fun so well that's awesome oh yeah. you know nothing like guar guar is for the family yeah <laughs> uh actually i have a question sure when the mosh pit started around you yeah. did you think to yourself why am i caught in a mosh <laughs> um no can i tell you what i really thought I thought I feel like a turd that's in a toilet bowl and I'm not going down the drain. <laughs> you know, if only Guar could play somewhere in Korea and kill thousands in a month. Yeah, that is true. 
it just made me uncomfortable. Like, I'm not, they, by the way, everybody that worked there did a good job. Like, nothing happened. But I just foresaw that going super badly. And I was like, I think I'm good. Um, Necrogoblicon. Oh, I listened opener. to Necrogoblicon. They have a they bunch were, of really cool covers uh, that they do. They were fucking choice a like, i have fantastic i have one of their uh i i have one of their sp- songs on my spotify favorites list it's their cover of the uh of chop suey it's very good nice very yeah good. they were they were they were great and then crowbot was also really fantastic oh. um, the, only man. Good, the only good thing about a, a mass killing is that if a guar concert they take all the bodies and put them into a giant meat grinder yeah hell yeah <laughs> now did they have a um did at the show did have does guar have a a new joe biden because usually they take out the current president almost every um, you know every run but joe, unless i like wasn't paying attention i don't remember seeing joe they brought up um fuck it was a different politician i they- did see i saw video footage of uh uh, from Chris Likelot, who was also at the Guar concert. Shout outs, Chris Likelot. Um, He's a uh, former 98 Rock producer, uh, still a friend oh, of mine. Okay. And uh, Chris is a huge Guar fan. And uh, I mm. saw a little bit of his story. And I did see a fake Donald Trump and fake Mike Pence kissing. like that. But they were clearly They're, the dummies that get their heads cut yeah. off. Like I could yeah. see, I was like, oh yeah, those two are going to, I could see that one. And there I, was that. But they also, I want to say it was Kavanaugh. Oh, the, if I'm not, if okay. I remembered correctly, because there is so much visually to have to take in, but it, it was incredible. Um, but I think they decapitated uh, Kavanaugh with a guillotine. I think the last time I, the first first time I saw him, I got to see Obama get decapitated, and then uh, uh, after that, I forget who. Uh, I think they had. Oh, I can't remember. I want to say it was it was some lady politician. I don't know if it was Nancy Pelosi or somebody like that, but it's somebody somebody along that ilk of popularity. Yeah. I, I'm not, I can't remember, you know, what yeah. side of it was. It, but I go, it was, I go back to Clinton being killed on stage. Yeah, you, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how you rank. That's how you rank your guar things <laughs> by when you saw which which politician they murdered. Are you um, really yeah. killed if you actually saw Reagan get killed up on stage? Yeah, that's whew, that's classico right there. No, I had, I had a great time. I'm actually really glad I I went. I would definitely go again, but now knowing what I know, I'd be like, ah, I've been broken in. I don't need to go near the front anymore. <laughs> I I forget who they had. You're not a Guar virgin anymore. I'm not. I'm a big old nasty fat slut. Hell yeah! Now you're, hey, now. you're not Amy Schumer. Now you're a Guar whore. Um, but <laughs> so, uh, but I I know you've had a, a the Guar show was great. You did. You messaged me though about a show that you went to which i guess listen in comedy you take the gigs that you get right and sometimes not every gig is exactly the same sometimes they are poorly attended or lightly attended and ashley sent me a message was, i think it was a picture and it was a picture More of, video later <clears throat> it was a picture of you sitting at a table and she said uh with with a drink in her hand and it showed it showed the whole audience that was there, both of which who knew her, uh, which was two people at this show. I drove an hour and a half. 
<clears throat> to a town. Here's the worst part. This is why like, I think I'm super upset. Um, I drove an hour and a half each way to a town where I am known, which makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Because that means nobody else that knew me wanted to come. And also if people hear about it, <laughs> they now know that I was in their town. And two people came. And yes, those two people were my former employees. <laughs> so, well, look, let's look on a bright side. You went to a show and everyone that was there was there to see you. Oh my God, I want to kill myself. So, um, I, I did message Eric, though, when I got to my car. And I sent him a video and I go, I know I'm not normally like this, but I don't think anything's real anymore. I stole a candle from from the table so my new strategy is i'm just gonna keep going to venues that have the same style of fake candle i'm just gonna start swiping one at a time until i have a full collection hell yeah so okay so now you have one candle uh is it scented or is it unscented no it's unscented but it has like a waxy feel on the outside which makes it look real and it's got a timer option so i can turn it on or off oh well here we go let's uh let's just uh add a little bit of ashley's candle corner here where we go through the candles that she's gotten this week uh this one is gwyneth paltrow's and it's made out of her actual pussy she yoked it right out of there and that's ashley's corner can i tell a story really quick yeah that go for is, it. i don't hold us up because i hear what you boys have been up to um i've told eric this story before but this is one of my favorite stories and it didn't even happen to me but it was in my universe so when i was in college i had a best friend and she ended up transferring to an all-girls college uh not that far away and one day she goes hey i need to talk to you about something i'm like okay what's up she goes there's a girl in my class that I've been calling fart candle and (laughs) (laughs) and I have to be in a group with her and I don't remember her name anymore because I keep wanting to call her fart candle and I'm like why have you been calling this girl fart candle and she goes she is obsessed with candles she does these unboxing videos on YouTube and she like takes candles out of boxes and describes them and smells them she's like it's a literal hobby but she herself reeks of farts as <laughs> if she, so it's not just a clever if, name <laughs> as if she is a candle that is perpetually burning farts god damn i think you like never a, left like me. A catch you told <laughs> you've told me that story uh, pretty recently uh, but i i also have a, a horrible name story it's really good my friend <laughs> my friend biggie from salisbury he first of all was the most aggressive uh harasser like he he had the ability he could make he could make you cry he could make anybody cry if he really wanted to he was just he was a vicious person who could rip you down to your shreds uh and he was also so large that there's no way unless you have a bazooka you could stop him so it's <laughs> just it's a horrible combination but he so he was kind of like dad yeah yeah no dad <laughs> Dad was beatable. Biggie, actually, at one time, I'm a large man. He picked me up because he was an offensive lineman and, like, a power lifter. He picked me up straight arm by my shoulders and lifted me off the ground. That's that's just an idea of how strong this gentleman is. He's also just incredibly weird guy. Uh, But he... He There was this girl walking around Salisbury at the mess hall there, and uh, he... (laughs) 
<laughs> she was like, she had a very, very good looking, attractive, athletic body. Had some mm-hmm. kind of weird Tyrannosaurus Rex arms. Not the greatest face though. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he was just like, he was like, damn. He goes up to her. He's like, <laughs> he says, He's like, that bitch's face looks like it belongs in prison. Like, it needs her face needs to be behind bars. That's the only way. I only want to see that face through a piece of glass that's separating me from it. And so he's just started calling her prison face. I can't even properly laugh because it'll kill me. <laughs> so shout outs, shout outs, Biggie. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Jeremy, speaking of prison, uh, you have a job that uh, is taking you out to eat soon, and this is the highlight of your of your life currently. Pretty much. Uh, I really hate the fact that I was broke ass poor and I couldn't see Guar with uh, with Ashley. <clears throat> Um, well, had you told me, I would have bought you a ticket. Just FYI. That's pitiful. That's horrible. But I'm okay. taking you up. Hell yeah. So um, I got to. I got to first remember my my best faux pas from Chiller the other week. And um, <clears throat> if anybody knows who uh, Melissa McBride is from uh, yes. the, the Walking Dead, the really short haired lady who now has got. Yeah long gray hair as the years have gone on no but i do know i do know martina mcbride and let freedom ring it's independence day (laughs) (laughs) mcbride i'm just kidding go ahead jeremy so so melissa mccarthy mcbride right (laughs) what's your mount marshmore mcbrides (laughs) melissa uh, Melissa mccarthy i think would do great on the walking dead so you know Hmm. um anyway so (laughs) the third day of uh chiller and uh, Melissa McBride starts walking towards my car with uh, with two kids. Somebody that looks exactly like Melissa McBride. Oh no! First and second season, really short hair. So of course, out my window, I'm like, "Hey, Melissa McBride!" <laughs> and the person walks up to the car and says, "Like, um, do you know who's playing the uh, show today?" It's a dude. <laughs> Jeremy, that's probably my favorite. <laughs> and Larry, I was like, oh, hey, you're a dude. Hey. <laughs> yeah. that's oh. Actor, so. God damn. Shout, oh, I don't, God, Dad, that, that phrase, you're a dude, is fucking so good to me. Uh, you unlocked a childhood memory of mine, Jeremy. Later on, the sex we had was fantastic. My, that's a, amazing. I'll 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 exclude his name from the podcast because this is an embarrassing story. It's embarrassing enough. Um, story about Chris Restivo? No, 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 no. But it is. It it ends with what you just said. So my friend, um, my fr- one, uh, I'd say an acquaintance of mine. He, uh, I played football with him, and this guy had the most beautiful, fucking perky tits you've ever seen he was a ginormous giant i'm telling you ginormous man curly hair um but a very soft-spoken uh chubby fellow um but he didn't have like man like saggy tits he had like beautiful perky very feminine looking like 
upwards pointing breasts. Okay. Oh, you have to rub it in. Jesus fucking. They were. <laughs> it was a great rack on this fella, and yeah, okay. he was very self conscious about that. Um, and he would go to the pool and he'd wear a shirt often. Mm-hmm. And I remember because he's so tall, he would be out of the water. So his tits would be out wearing a white shirt. And, you know, he's probably like a teenager. So he doesn't really have facial hair or anything like that. Aww. And I remember this guy getting real handsy with him in the pool one day and like trying to like play around with him. And then we were just kind of like, oh, this is kind of awkward and weird. And about 30 minutes later, I heard him, this guy yell, wait a minute, you're a dude? (laughs) 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 I have never, (laughs) I'll never forget this story in my life. (laughs) You know what's funny? Eric jogged a memory that when I first saw Eric's tits, I thought he was a woman. And then when I found out he was a man, I was like, oh, okay. Now I can I can still feel okay about this. Hell yeah. I'll, I'll have to go to church. Do I do I dare um taint this um episode with the call I got this week? Yeah. You got a call, Jeremy? And I got a video, which I just sent to our, our shared I well, just browsed that, Jer. Please share. Um I got it from Restivo. And the story is that this was the the video he got after he had ignored 90 text messages from this woman that apparently he had sex with. Oh, my God. So there's no audio for it, but Jesus. There is audio. Is there audio? I can't hear the audio for this, but the video is fucking bananas. Yeah, I took a look. I don't I'm not hearing the audio playthrough and I have it turned up. She looks insane. Jeez. Yeah, she looks kind of upset. Yeah. Yeah, but can we all agree that she's not upset because, like, he doesn't want to talk to her anymore? She's upset because her crotch is just, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. This venereal disease. Yeah, she's like, hey, I've got kids to feed, and I can't feed them when I'm scratching. <laughs> I can make some bread from all this yeast. Listen, life exactly. life ain't easy to be the stripper whisperer. Um, <laughs> it's it's a tough life. I agree with that. After seeing this video and hearing the drama, I'm like, "Good job, Chris. Looks like you're gonna get stabbed." Yeah, mm-hmm. she has a she's a look in her eye that says, "I'll kill a, an animal of yours every day until you take me back." Yeah, she's got those Glenn Close eyes. <laughs> You got Glenn Close eyes. Mm. So, so that one ruined ruined your week. That call, huh? No, you know, I, I'm like, oh, I just wait for the day that Chris really does get stabbed because you know he lives his life like a dog. So. Well, he's a he's uh, uh he studies jujitsu. I don't. He's actually oh, a trained yeah, he, weapon. You can't you can't mess with a Chris Restivo. He has he has he the retarded like gumption to overcome any obstacle. He is like Lux and knows a thousand ways to punch a man in the crotch. Up. <laughs> Do you know what I assume? I assume that when Chris finally goes to prison for some sort of pyramid scheme or something, mm-hmm. um, I fully believe that his nickname with, from all the men who have sex with him is going to be Pound Puppy. <laughs> 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 I 
is when he comes when he starts fighting she-males and he keeps punching them in the crotch, but they don't have balls. So. Yeah, if Je- if Chris ever gets charged with something, the best thing we could do is send him just ketchup to use his lipstick at that point. Because <laughs> this motherfucker is going to get turned out like no other. Um, I love the idea that they would send him to women's prison because he can't handle men's prison. But he's like, oh, he's like I want to switch. These women are really scary. <laughs> First thing is I'm getting raped by all these women now. Trina, get the broom handle. Uh, Restivo, I'm about to make you my diva cup. You about to be my <laughs> Restivo. Ho, hold my pocket, bitch. Uh, <laughs> so I have uh, I have two quick stories to share uh, before we get into tonight's tale. Um, but uh, I... Got to say the words good bit to my daughter for the first time ever. Okay. And and non-ironically. And I also had to uh, explain something to her. So uh, we Uh-oh. were watching The Conjuring last night, if you're familiar, which is a very scary movie. She I, is, I, I call it The Conjuring. The Conjuring, which is obviously directed by the great James Wan, uh, who also has a cameo in the film uh, a, a bit, right? Um, which also is the best um, uh, scream movie for my wife. She screamed more than any other film. It's definitely not in the bedroom. <laughs> Zinger! Except for when the rats are in there. (laughs) (laughs) So we're watching The Conjuring, and she's closing her eyes through multiple parts. It's everything you want out of watching a horror movie with a a child, right? Uh, But she goes, I was like, hey, that's the director, James Wan, right there. And she goes, more like James Wanton, am I right? <laughs> I said, uh, racism starts young at home. Wow. <laughs> and I go, I laughed way too hard. I was like, hey, I I don't think you meant it like that, but like, hey, you might want to chill with that. He's like, it's a little racist what you said right there. But also oh I was like, you should always feel comfortable to say whatever you want in our house, but just be careful when you leave this place. And then I looked her dead in the eyes and I was like, Daddy does like fucked up jokes though, so Good bit. I painted yesterday uh, my ceiling of my home. I have an industrial mm-hmm. paint sprayer I spent way too much money on, and this is the perfect job for that. Um, now, I... I have this thing, and Jeremy will understand it probably more than you, but I will try to explain it as best I can. Um, when... Please mansplain this. No, no, no. It's not a mansplain thing. It's a very personal Woodworth thing. It's a very personal Woodworth thing. When, because of our sweet father, when we are faced with a minor inconvenience, um, Mm -hmm. we we don't handle it very well. uh, When Mm -hmm. and it it, it's uh, it's always small. It's a couple of things. One, if you can't find something you know you own. Or if you found said thing that you know you own and you're expecting it to work and it doesn't immediately work, okay? Yes. I, I've never this, seen you behave this way, but you've warned me you do this. Yes. This, uh, Step I, one, start cussing. I would. Word you can. Number two, start destroying your own house. Yes. So I, with it, I, I realized, listen, if you ever see me working on something and start cursing uh, uh, uncontrollably and, go, and seem like I'm having... Uh, an irrational reaction to that just know that that's that's just the woodworth gene and and trauma that's it's my dad showing up uh as i'm a 40 year old man so look as i'm doing this uh i'm trying to 
I'm trying to get the paint sprayer to work because it hasn't been used in a while. You got to prime it. It's a couple of steps, right? It's been a long day just to get to this point where I'm ready to paint. Okay. Yeah. I have all my stuff on. I've, I've put on a giant uh, painting suit that I bought from Home Depot. Okay. Mm -hmm. The largest size that they have. I have I have uh, an old pair of sunglasses that I'm going to use as my uh, my safety goggles, and I have a respirator mask. Okay, but I can't get the fucking paint sprayer to work properly. It I finally do get it to work, and now it's spraying uncontrollably, and it's in my house. It's spraying everywhere. I was gonna take off my shoes before I started spraying and put them in a different room and just do barefoot, and instead, it goes all over my shoes. I've ruined my shoes in one second. As I turn it off, I just go fuck, mother, fuck, fucking shit. Like the, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking heated right now. I go to get tools to go tighten up some things here and there. I finally get it working. Um, I go to, I go to kneel down to move the bucket, and then I completely split the inside crotch of my disposable paint um painting suit so like now it's not even a painting suit it's not protecting anything my inner thighs from about below the knee all the way to where my crotch is is completely exposed to the elements now um easy access (laughs) yes i look i look like i'm ready to albert fish a child it's gross um it's just disgusting and then i'm like okay well i'm still mostly covered all right let's just fucking do it i'm ready to spray it's finally working i go to take my sunglasses to go put them on and this now keep in mind i mentioned this is just an old pair of sunglasses because you don't want to buy something new you don't want to buy something new for this because after you use these they just get thrown away okay you don't so i go and i put them on my face and the second it touches my temple it's they crumble like a dandelion during the autumn it just completely crumbles off of my face they're they're completely unusable i take the fucking remnant of it and i chuck it across the room and smash it even further my wife comes down there like are you okay i was like i'm fucking fine like (laughs) I start violently spraying the room with no eye protection, just white paint going into my eyeballs for the next 30 minutes and just struggling through it. I was just like, I don't need them anymore. I never needed eye protection to do this. (laughs) That was uh, the rageful day of the first coat of painting yesterday. Just recapping that, I my blood pressure has rise like no, seven points, here. and I'm sweating here. in my face right I'm now hugging, thinking about I'm it. I'm hugging you, <laughs> hugging you right now. I'm patting the back of my laptop. So I had a, I had a Jeremy. I had a, I had a dad moment yesterday. That was my the dad moment. Thing is that you can take a moment and walk away from it. Come right back to the rage. Full rage again. That's the, <laughs> that is the best part is coming back and being immediately rageful. But it's also it's like I'm not I can't I can be like, all right, yeah, I'm good now. I'm good now. But then like the littlest thing, I'm on edge. I'm like, I'm I'm really good. And the littlest thing can spark it right back up to full fury again at any it's I so I was in a very bad mood yesterday for until until the evening time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, look, I know I didn't grow up in your household. I love my father. He had his his own rage moments that were very fun to witness as a young girl my whole life. So I do understand. 
But please don't think that I can't, you know, I can't sympathize because Eric, to think that I don't understand being irrational. <laughs> Jesus, Jerry, no. All right, Jeremy's oh, doing oh, a visual, oh. a visual. I don't know what that was for at all. Is this a, is this a personification of your rage? Because I get why you're both so angry. Please stop. <laughs> that was just me showing a fake boner. Sorry. It was a fake. Oh. It was a fake boner. His hand was in his pocket. Oh. Okay. I was like, I can't handle this right now. I'm too, I'm too backed up in the chest to do anything about it, boys. But, you know what, Jeremy psoriasis. When I see his boner, I'm like, is this a boner or the new uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie? Am I right? Okay. Um, <laughs> I love you both, Jeremy. It's a, it's a chrysalis. At some point, you're going to shed your skin and a beautiful butterfly is going to pop out of that ding-dong. <laughs> oh, speaking yeah, we'll of a butterfly as my penis. Speaking <laughs> of beautiful butterfly uh, shedding your skin, have you been watching the Guillermo del Toro uh, curiosity thing? Have you seen the skin episode? With, I told you I oh, it's a, I well I, I I really just said that because I watched it and I really I was just like it's really like an episode of the stuff. It's like a whole little yeah. thing about the stuff. And uh Jeremy, you have you watched any of it yet? The Guillermo del Toro series yet? Uh, I don't even know what you're talking about. Guillermo del Toro has like a Twilight Zone esque uh uh series now on Netflix and there's like eight it's, episodes or something like that. And it's uh, called um, cabinet of curiosities yeah and i oh, don't I, I, understand anything he says in the intro of anyone i like have to put <laughs> subtitles and i say have you ever been to a place where I get the like that i'm like i'm not sure it's like listening to rod sterling but like he's 18 white claws deep on a saturday night um, <laughs> it's, I could, like it's a nutty kids show like labyrinth yes <laughs> yes exactly i I compare him to like a more retarded Andre the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, the uh, the episode about the skincare one was really it was good, I like and that. I was just like, aw. And, and I understand as a woman, I won't get into it because I want to ruin it for anybody. It's a new series, but like once you watch it, like I understand. I I was like, good for you lady sounds like i get it you didn't need that guy who was the perfect fella in the whole world and get you murdered (laughs) hey eric you just (laughs) damn it try not to ruin it for people and you're like here's the plot (laughs) anyway um guys we are in the fansgiving season and we have our first of all thank you thank you for being for coming out here week in week out this is the month that's dedicated to you guys the fans and jeremy do you know this week uh the lady who reached out uh shout outs lauren lauren reached out and said specifically she wanted to do this movie sleepy hollow but that also had to exclamate it by saying hey i'm also the biggest fan of jeremy woodworth specifically where does she live <laughs> Lauren, Lauren, if you'd like to send your coordinates, we will send Jeremy to your house to search through your trash as part of Thanksgiving. I will be in her garbage can in an hour. <laughs> so, um, what, what, I will find out what she eats. I will find out all of her medical, all, all of her, her, her things. Oh, gosh. And I will have that telescope hooked up to wherever window that she walks by. Whether she's married or whether she has kids, it doesn't matter. 
I just want to know her. You just want to know her. Well, this sounds like a... I don't want to meet her. I just want to know her. (laughs) So, uh, Lauren, if you could let us know where your house is and what the tree setup is. Is it climbable? Can Jeremy set up a base station of stalking around there? Is there trigs that I can hide in? Especially naked. Um, Is there a basement where I can grow my rat farm? Yes, if Jeremy if Jeremy wants to come with a with a herd of his own rats to uh yeah. so you can have a little bit of the Woodworth dynasty there. Within a, within a month there will be a full body's worth <laughs> of my skin. <laughs> You've heard it. You've won one kilo of Jeremy Woodworth that is being mailed to your house uh, of that Colombian good good. Uh, I, I said Columbia. Columbia, Maryland good good. Maryland. Straight off of Jeremy's flesh uh, into your gullet. Put it on an everything bagel and that's the real everything. Um Let it sprinkle off of your uh, elbow like you're the steak marinating guy. Mm, she's like, I like it rough. Dandruff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, baby. But, Lauren, we thank you for your pick this week because this is, a, I would say, dare I say, the scariest movie that Tim Burton's actually ever made, Sleepy Hollow. Yes. Uh, this is, uh, I remember seeing this movie uh, right when it came out, as soon as it was probably available at home, I saw it. So this is probably, I probably saw it in 1999 or 2000. And I just remember not being into titties up until this point. But then I saw this movie, I was like, boobs are pretty cool. And it's it, it introduced me to the corset game where yeah. uh, I'd never seen it before. And lots of shots looking down directly at boobs. And these were just things that a young Eric Woodworth hadn't seen up until that point. So very yeah. exciting uh, time I, in my life. I think it's one of the most beautifully shot horror movies. I think everything he did, it's just incredibly gorgeous. The the cinematography, the the props, the set. And the costumes, everything he did was absolutely gorgeous. And I would agree that I also had my boob sexual awakening uh, to this movie because every time a dude props his little dick on my tits, I call it an elf on a shelf. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, obviously, this is derived from the Washington Irving uh, ni- uh, 1819 Gothic story, A Sleepy Hollow, about the headless horseman believed to be a Hessian soldier who was decapitated by a cannonball in battle. Um, of course, there's also the other Sleepy Hollow, which I remember as a child from 1949 that Disney made with the original Ichabod Crane. And there are lots of nods to that film in this film as well. There's also a lot of nods to the Jews. Did you see that nose? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the the funny part is, is that uh, Johnny Depp actually wanted to wear prosthetics to be like uglier. And Tim Burton was just like, relax, you're a handsome <laughs> man. And we hired you just to be weird and wear scarves. I would, I would love, though, if a guy asked that on the film set and they're like, make you uglier. They're like, oh, we hired you. You're plenty ugly. We don't need to make it worse. Yikes. Uh, of course, so it's it, it's led up by the great Johnny Depp as Ichabod Crane, but you also get uh, uh, the Headless Horseman in a role you who doesn't speak an actual line of dialogue in this movie, and the great Christopher Walken, uh, as well as uh, uh, Christina Ricci, who plays Katarina 
Tassel, uh, the young maiden who uh, Ichabod is fawning over through this twisted tale. Now, an interesting little thing, you'll also notice that Casper Van Diem is in this movie. Um, yeah. Shout outs Casper Van Diem. Uh, now, Casper Van Diem, his family, he's related to the Tassel family, oddly enough. That's actually a family name of his. So, Casper uh, Van Diem is low key a Tassel. But this, I, this is a question that I will give to you, Ashley. But then I, it, I don't think you will get all of it because it is a Star Wars based trivia oh, question. God. Okay. Oh, Ashley. I'll give you a number. How many people in this movie are also in the Star Wars cinematic universe? I'm just going to just throw it out. I have no idea. Okay. I'm going to go with three. You're very close. It's not. It's four. Now, Jeremy, can you name the four Star Wars actors in this movie? That have been in the uh, the Star Wars Cinematic Universe, and I'll give you an easy hint: three out of the four, because the fourth one is really difficult. I doubt you'll get it, but three of the four are actually Sith Lords. What? You're kidding me! And they're all in this movie, Jeremy. Three out of four. Three out of four are Sith Lords. Get out of town! Dude. I can't. I'm not. I if I'm lying, I'm dying. Oh, well, yeah, I remember the second one. Okay, so Count Dooku plays the judge from New York. That's Christopher Lee, correct. Ding, ding, uh, ding. Obviously, uh, Ian McDermott is the em- emperor. That's Darth uh, Darth Sidious. Ding, ding, ding. Dudes from Sleepy Hollow. But the third and fourth? The third is gettable, um, but it'll make sense if I tell you. You'll go, ah, that does make sense, but you wouldn't recognize him. Is it an off offshoot Darth Vader that we don't know of now? That one of the guys that No, Vader? no Hayden Christensen. Not Ray Parks. It is Ray Parks, as a matter of fact. Ray Parks is actually the stunt double who plays the headless horseman in the fight scenes. That's that's impossible. That's an impossibility. That's Ray Parks. You got you got three out of four. Um I will give you the fourth one because I didn't know this guy by name though, okay? Now, the other person who did the stunt work, so Ray Park in particular, if you watch like the axe fighting scene and stuff like that, that's all Ray Ray Park in the Headless Horseman costume doing all the fighting and stuff. But the guy who was the actual stunt man taking bumps, falling off horses and stuff like that was a gentleman named Rob Inch. Now, Rob Inch was also a stunt double as the Jedis in Star Wars Episode One, who would fight against Ray Park who played Darth Maul. It's a full circle. There's so much fucking Star Wars. Ashley, how's the towel that you're sitting on right now? It's currently (laughs) soaked in blood. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But no, hey, look, boys, it's not that I don't care. I need you to know that I take all the nerd information you give me. And I use it on men online and get them to send me money. <laughs> Ooh, monies. So uh, there's also, uh, we have talked about Casper Van Diems. We also have the great Jeffrey Jones, uh, famous from movies like Howard the Duck or uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, who we haven't seen because he got caught with child pornography recently. So yikes about that guy. Whoa. 
Well, so Eric, was he also in Tim Burton's Beetlejuice? He was in Tim Burton's Beetlejuice. Yes, that is correct. But um, he's like, he's like, I'm not bothered by it. Come on back, I'll give you a job. You look creepy. He's in one of my. He's also in one of my favorite movies of all time, which is Mom and Dad Save the Universe. Um, it's really, it's really a gem of a movie. Um, <laughs> I really, I really do love it. Um, I'll watch it. Nine, you just have to send me money to rent it. <laughs> Nine times. <laughs> there is uh I'm trying to find where I recognize this one fellow from. Uh it's uh the actor. Um he's a he's a tubby fellow and I was trying to remember the big guy from the movie? Like the really big Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. he I can tell you for sure, I'm not saying you'd know him from this. He plays the awful uncle of Harry Potter and all the Harry yes, Potter. Yes, that's movies. that's right. He's he's Harry's uncle. Yes, that's but, Richard Griffith. But I love that Eric brought up all these actors. This is a truly like wild cast, like wild talent, wild billing, even for like smaller roles. I mean I mean Christopher Walken in a non speaking role. It's kind of amazing. It is. And, and and Tim Burton, what he tried to do was basically he wanted to make like one of those old timey hammer films, which is why he got Christopher Lee. It's also why he got Michael Goh, who uh, probably most famously known for most of us as playing the Alfred from Batman and Batman Returns. He got him to unretire to be in this movie um, just because he's also a hammer films guy and he wanted as many people who worked on that era of movies to be part of this. Uh, that he could. Wow. No, wait, who did he play? Tell me it wasn't that old dude with a very sexy mullet and one eyeball. <laughs> he played the notary, uh, no oh. notary Hardenbrook, uh, within the town. Um, but yeah, there, it's, it's even when you go further and further down, you get, uh, Alun Armstrong who plays the high constable. Um, it's just, tons of bit characters all over the place and very mm -hmm. exciting uh movie overall i yeah. am a big fan now um I, I, hate, I hate to say that they really gutted the, the the core of this move this movie which is ichabod crane is an ugly skinny school teacher dude who is trying to like get with this hot chick mm -hmm. And in order to uh, break the the money thing, because he's obviously rich, that this dude has to scare the fuck out of her as the headless horseman, so he can cuck his chick. Yeah, I actually, when I was watching it, I was thinking, I was like, "Wow, what if it wasn't he was called the headless horseman, and why he was so pissed? Not because he died in battle and lost his head, which seems obvious, but that he'd just never gotten a dome before, and so he's technically the headless horseman. So he's just he just wants to suck off more than anything. That's why." I just I just think they could have maybe an <laughs> uglier guy as Ichabod Crane, like maybe Chris Hemsworth, who can never get a chick in a film. Yeah, who can never. That, that guy doesn't fuck. Hell yeah. Um, can I actually throw out a possible that could have, I think, done the role? Sure, yeah, yeah. Adrian Brody. He's got that schnoz. Yeah, he's got... Uh, yeah, dude, there's he's, Ichabod Crane. He's got a fucking yeah. eight ball for an Adam's apple, too. Yuck. Also plays the best retard yeah. movie I've ever seen. It's mm -hmm. called Village. Yeah. Oh nope! I don't. I disagree. Have you seen I Am Sam? That's a pretty good tardy. <laughs> eh, you know, I'm not a Sean Penn fan. 
Oh, me not- neither, but he plays a great tardy party. All right. Speaking <laughs> of, I know we're getting sidetracked here, but speaking of yeah. movie tards, um, yeah. the, uh, the I, I learned a fun fact about the movie Forrest Gump, uh, oddly enough, watching an interview with Tom Hanks. The mm-hmm. Forrest Gump voice, he was asked, how did you get that? And really, he didn't really have a voice, but when they were filming all the scenes um, with the the young Forrest, like the kid Forrest, he didn't, uh, he was just like, hey, how can you get him to talk more like you? And he was just like, well, why don't I just talk more like him? So the kid Forrest voice, that's all just the that it's what the forest voice is that guy the kid who just came and he was like he's like well i'm an actor i can just talk like him and so that's what the voice is is him copying the kid forest voice and that kid doesn't talk like that anymore but like the whole the whole part of like bubba doing the shrimp he was just like you know you can make a baked potato any way you want and that uh, he basically took that whole part of like you can you can french fry it you can bake it you could do this you could do that and so that is is accurate i've spent time with children since i do not have any and one of my favorite things is when i'm with children and they're playing video games and they're like i can put a dress on her i can put a hat (laughs) and give her a purse and give her a pet and i'm like i'm gonna kill myself (laughs) (laughs) so uh I met I met Jenny like ten years ago when she was eighteen. Oh, Old nice, young Jenny. Young Jenny, good for you, Jeremy. Was she was she, she had she finally grown into her horish character like in the movie? Uh, yeah. She had just done the the first Halloween with her nude scene. So. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. All right, good, good. So the movie kicks off in 1799. New York City Police Constable Ichabod Crane is dispatched to the upstate Dutch hamlet of Sleepy Hollow. Uh, I do like where you get to meet Ichabod Crane in New York. And he was just like, we need to know the cause of death. And they're like, throw him in the fire. <laughs> and he was like, we're not animals. And just fucking shoves that guy into the dungeon below. It's a real, it's a real fun uh, opening to the movie. Um, he, uh, he goes to, uh, basically investigate a, the town of Sleepy Hollow that's been plagued by a series of brutal decapitations, a wealthy father and son, a widow, um, received by the insular, uh, insular town elder, wealthy businessman, Baltus Van Tassel, town doctor, Thomas Lancaster, and the Reverend Steenwick, notary, James Hardenbrook, and all the other players there. Um, and they learned that, uh, it's, they think it's the headless horseman, uh, a Hessian mercenary from the American <laughs> revolutionary war who rides name- a black steed in search of the missing head. Can you name um, another movie that the, the one of the guys from the council's been in? Can I name another movie that one of the people from the council is a ba- Batman or Batman Returns? I'll give you a hint. Mustaba, Gudaba, Dudaba. That means I kissed a girl. Oh, yeah, there is, uh, yes, uh, Pappy. Pops. Pops from Cabin Boy. Uh, like the oh. drunken old spot that I never had. So. <laughs> the drunken, abusive <laughs> I father I never had. <laughs> I do love that this town is filled with both murder and incest. Um, because if you're paying attention during the movie, I love that Christina Ricci's character goes, oh, in this town... We're all related by blood or marriage. It's the town of Downs. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
that where the word downs came from? They have down syndrome in that town. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Down with the sickness. Hell yeah. I, my favorite band, Syndrome of a Down, is from there. Uh, so Ichabod begins his investigation, skeptical skeptical of the paranormal story. Uh, boarding at his at the home of the Van Trassels, the uh, and his wife, oh, Lady oh. Van Trassel, Tassel. Uh, I I I was at Walmart yesterday. Okay, and this I, is, I noticed, and the floor is yours. I noticed from thirty feet away that as I'm going down this very long aisle, that somebody is not diverting to the left or right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and obviously I need better glasses. I need normal walking glasses versus my reading glasses. Hence, I need bifocals. Mm. And this person is obviously not diverting. Not like, diverting. Got it. Okay. Go either left or right. You're so playing. You're playing cart chicken in a Walmart right now. As you're going towards me, so this person is wearing probably a silky, almost a, a, a lingerie like nightgown, like really super thin, like sexy, like you should be wearing this mm-hmm. at home, not in public at Walmart, and very low cut breast as as well. So she's blonde. I can see she's blonde. And as it was I, me. Uh-huh. And as I get closer, she definitely has Down syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At least it made sense for what we were talking about eventually. And wow. um, makes a true Walmart shopper. So, so Jeremy, you were you were the West Tower in this Walmart. <laughs> I am so glad that I am one half quarter step above her. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> DNA. <laughs> so I can feel superior. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, uh, you make me feel superior. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so. He's staying with the, uh, the Van Tassels, uh, and Lady uh, Van Tassel and all I'm that. Serious. I'm sorry. I would have done her. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. All right. Nice. So uh, he is taken to Baltus's spiritual daughter, Katrina, uh, uh, who uh, is the, and then when the fourth victim is killed, Ichabod takes the victim's son, young Masbeth, under his wing. So he's like a sidekick now. He's met young Katrina. Uh, Ichabod and Masbeth exhume the bodies of the victims on a tip from. uh, Phil- Philip and uh, learning that the widow died pregnant. Ooh, that's a double homicide. All right. Uh, Ichabod witnesses the horseman killing Felice shortly after that. Uh, he, young Masbeth, and Katrina venture into the western woods where they, uh, where a a crone living. Oh, where a crone living in a cave reveals the location of the horseman's grave, which is probably it's a pretty scary part where he meets that fucking weird witch in the fucking cave and she's got no eyeballs and shit. It's fucking creepy. I would say, though, um, I would definitely smash because of that tongue action she had going on. Yeah, she did. Fucking snot, no pass here. Definitely smash, smash, yeah. smash, smash. Um, so they go to the Tree of the Dead, which uh, they dig up the horseman's graves and discovers the skull that has been taken. Uh, and I love that the, the tree is just full of fucking bloody heads, too, and just, like, squirting and oozing blood everywhere. It's a pretty gnarly fucking shot overall. 
so i i think it's an incredible shot just like eric said it's really well done it's super creepy i am just blown away that tim burton really had christopher walken on a horse jump out of that trussy <laughs> hey you want to know something i i said i looked at it and i thought trussy but i was like what if what if it's not a trussy what if it's a trainus um <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna. I know what I'm gonna name my twins now. <laughs> these are my. These are the Wonder Twins, Trussy and Trainus. They control the power of shape and tree. <laughs> um. So, uh, they now know that the skull has been taken, deducing that it has been stolen by someone who now controls the headless horsemen right and uh the portal to between the living and the dead worlds now the horseman then kills a village midwife and her family as well as katrina's suitor brahm uh, r.i.p brahm when he attempts to intervene ichabod hypnotize uh hypothesizes not hypnotizes it's the only <laughs> other hy word i could have said and i fucked it up royally hypothesizes he, hy- <laughs> he hypothecaries the horseman is attacking select targets linked by conspiracy <laughs> he and masbeth visit holdenbrook that is uh the great alfred from the batman series who reveals that the first victim peter van and Garrett had secretly married the widow, writing a new will uh, that left his estate to her. Ooh, Ichabod deduces that all the victims, except Brahm, are either beneficiaries or witnesses to the will, and that the mm-hmm. horseman's master is the person who could have otherwise inherited the estate, Baltus a Van Garrett relative. So, Jeremy, I see you have Budweiser Freedom. I'm drinking my beer. You know, I hate these movies where it turns out to be they're just greedy for money when they could just be doing satanic shit for satanic shit. Yeah, why can't it, why can't it just, you know, Satan is the reason for the season, and I don't you like know, that it has to be about money. You know, Richard Ramirez wasn't out to steal from people. He just wanted them to confess Satan. Yeah, boys, I'm so sorry, but, like, why can't we both worship Satan for money and because we love the dude? Just saying. You can, you can have it all. We can. We can. So. I mean, maybe you're going to you're gonna serve Molech, the lesser god. <laughs> uh, never mind. <laughs> we're, a B, we're a Beelzebub family, pal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dirty money, whatever. Moloch. <laughs> I watched that movie Moloch on uh, Shutter, and it was okay. It was a solid oh. okay. Have you seen Moloch? Uh, Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody on the Shutter? It it always was up on my Shutter like to watch list, and I watched it. It's really beautifully shot. Not a great mm-hmm. movie, but it's not. It's so beautiful, it keeps you interested. Was that the one so- with uh, Jane Seymour? I don't know who's in it. I'm pretty sure it's a weird Scandinavian film, if I'm being honest. Was it, uh, was it Miley Cyrus? Yeah, I'll just say yes <laughs> well, at this point. Well, Eric, you can cut this because, like, I don't want to, you know, you don't need to use it. We need to cut this down probably. Um, but there is a movie that I have not watched yet on Shudder. It's called, like, Vitrilac or something. The director started following my horror page. It has terrible reviews. But guess whose movie it is? Who's that? It is 
it is Glenn Danzig's movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard really of that bad, before. It's got really bad reviews. He follows me on, on uh, Instagram, and I'm thinking... I'm not going to say anything, but I am going to watch it. And if it is really terrible, I'll just be grateful for the follower and I won't say anything. <laughs> okay. So uh, I want to watch it. I've heard it's 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 very critically panned as one of the worst horror movies ever. So it's kind of, that is intriguing to me. Who's the blue chick from uh, X-Men? Uh, Avatar? X-Men. Mystique. You mean the first one? Like the- Re- Rebecca, Rebecca Romaine. Romaine. Jennifer Tilly or something? Jennifer- Rebecca, Rebecca Romaine. Rebecca Romaine. It's not Rebecca Romaine. The young, the young Jennifer. Okay, so you're going oh, Jennifer X-Men Lawrence. first class. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence, because you know, uh, Den- uh, Danzig's favorite movie is Mother. Uh, yeah. Yes. It was a long, there. it was a long walk to get there, but I love taking every step with you. Hell Danny. yeah! And he loves Jennifer Lawrence. So. I love, I love, you know. Just when you think, just when I think I got all the answers, Jeremy goes ahead and changes the question. Um, I love it to death. So, Katrina, upon discovering the accusation, burns the evidence. Uh, Hardenbrook commits suicide, and Steenwick uh, convenes a town meeting at the uh, uh, to discredit Ichabod Crane. But Baltus bursts into the assembly at the church, announcing that the horseman has killed his wife. The horseman then attacks the church, and which is the coolest scene? I like it because the horseman can't get in the church, and like his his things are evaporating as he tries to throw it and stuff like that. Um, so I love that scene too. It's very cool. Uh, I think of my pussy like a church because no one comes in there either. Hey, <laughs> so uh, no, unlike unlike the uh, headless horseman. Um, Billy Idol can go through the stained glass window on his like Harley. To have uh-huh. wedding, so. Yeah, that's how. That's the only way I have white weddings. <laughs> um. So, uh, but I do love that. Uh, as he's circling that, he takes a fence post from the church that's outside and basically makes a makeshift fucking harpoon and then fucking gets him through the window with it and spikes him and then drags him out to take his head. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> fucking the tits right there yeah 10 out of 10 um but he is able to harpoons baltus through the window dragging him out of the church and acquiring his head now initially concluding uh concluding that katrina controls the horseman ichabod discovers that her diagram which is believed to have been summoned which he believed summoned the horseman is really one of protection. This is, hey, this isn't one of those evil pentagrams. It's to protect us from evil, okay? Not a big deal, you dumb dumb. And uh, <laughs> he is, uh, he's re- she's really been helping him the entire time. Addi- additionally, he finds a post-mortem wound on Lady Van Trassel's body that basically suggests that she is alive and well. And, uh, then reveals herself to Katrina and explains that her true heritage from an impoverished family evicted years ago by Van Garrett when she was uh, when he was when he favored Baltus and Katrina instead he swore she swore revenge against Van Garrett and all who wronged her pledging herself to Satan himself and would rise the horsemen to avenge her and also claim the estate uncontested 
manipulating her way into the Van Trassel household. She uses fear, blackmail, and a lust to draw other elders into her plot. Having eliminated all other heirs and witnesses and having killed her own sister, the crone, for aiding Ichabod, she summons the horsemen to finish Katrina in a giant windmill, which is, we've all been there before. You know, we get to a point... I like to think that casting could have paid hundreds of dollars more to have Anna Nicole Smith as this Christina Ricci character. Yeah, classic. Well, Eric, don't... Much larger breasts. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Don't we learn... I'm so sorry if you already talked about this. Um, Don't we already learn, though, that part of Johnny Depp's character's, uh, Ichabod's distaste for the occult is because we come to find out that his mother was killed for being a witch, right? Like a good witch? Yeah, yeah. She was... uh, She got... She got axed for that and i think got i got iron maiden which is pretty yeah. pretty sick and it's fucking metal mm-hmm. as hell and i was like um my mom is dead she got put in an actual iron maiden and now i'm a twink you in the 1700s am, you know what i am eric what's that i'm a low iron maiden <laughs> <laughs> so uh Ichabod and Maspeth rush to the windmill as the horseman arrives. After an escape that destroys the windmill and the subsequent chase to the Tree of the Dead, Ichabod throws the horseman's skull at him. Freed. Um, and this whole chase scene is pretty fucking cool. Apparently this took like three weeks to to uh, shoot and stuff like that. Another fun fact about this, which has uh, a movie about a headless horseman played by the great Christopher Walken. He got the role and decided not to tell uh, our director, um, uh, Tim Burton, that uh, he couldn't ride and has never ridden a horse in his entire life until he showed up to set. (laughs) Wow. So... That's crazy. I mean, you know how to push a woman off a boat, but you don't know how to <laughs> How are we going to get rid of Natalie Wood? <laughs> you gotta, we got to lose her because if, if you're murdering your spouse, I want in. Uh, so. Oh, no. She's made of wood, but she floats. How ironic. She was a witch because she sank to the bottom. <laughs> All of science knows that if you don't float, you're a witch. <laughs> so uh, Ichabod and Maspeth rush to the windmill, as we said, and then back to the tree. Uh, he gives him back his head freed. He is now restored. And the horseman spares Katrina's uh, attacks, uh, uh, spares uh, Katrina and attacks Lady Van Tassel, carrying her into the trussy and her final demise. Giving her, oh, and it also gives her this wonderful bloody kiss with his sharp ass teeth, uh, one last time, which is just, I've never, there's something so unsettling, not with the teeth or anything, of just seeing Christopher walk and kiss people is actually the most uncomfortable thing. It literally look, every time I see it, it reminds me of, uh, the army of darkness. He's like, come on, give daddy. He's not, it's very unsettling to see a sexy Christopher Walken. 
I I would have to agree. I've also been kissed in horrible ways that just feel like you're being. It feels like a dementor is just sucking the life out of you, and, and you're just it's... begging for peace. You're like, please don't ask me out again. <laughs> It is fucking disgusting for sure. Um but uh they are freed, the the day is saved, the mystery solved, and then Ichabod gets to go back to New York with his sweet Katrina, who's oddly uh who's who goes goes ahead and dons a a Beetlejuice dress at the very end here, which I think is uh pretty pretty nod. It's like it's yeah, is it Tim Burton sucking his own dick at the end here? Yeah. Sure. Do we accept yeah. it a hundred percent? And we only have fifty other movies to watch with Tim Burton and Johnny Depp to go after this day. Um God damn, and that brings us to an end of Sleepy Hollow, our first installment for Fansgiving. Guys, it was amazing Amazing. Ashley, your final thoughts on Sleepy Hollow. Well, first of all, thank you to Lauren, who I do not know, but thank you for being a listener. Thank you for picking this. I'm so glad you did. Um, I love I love this movie. I've always loved it. I'm so glad somebody finally threw it out there. Um, last parting words to the fans. Uh, boys, sometimes I get called Sleepy Hollow. You get it. Because I'm not conscious when they're. Oh gosh, oh that was that's a Jeremy joke you pulled on us there, Ash. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Jeremy, your final thoughts to your biggest fan as well as this movie, Sleepy Hollow. Um, well, you know, a lot of good uh, money shots with uh, heads being cut off, and um, you know, uh, Tim Burton usually delivers pretty well. And, uh, send us, least, send uh, us your address. We want to send Jeremy to your house immediately. Send us, yeah, your, send us your address. Tell us where you live. I can spend hours outside your house. Where do you live? Is it in? Is, or do you live? Is it within forty-five minutes? Jeremy will be there in thirty-five. In, in the end, I guess you could say that um, <laughs> Katrina, or the lead of our movie, was um, walking on sunshine. <laughs> It's almost coming through. It's almost coming through. Um, but that was walking on sunshine. Uh, I fuck. I personally loved the hell out of the headless horseman and Sleepy Hollow. I'm done. Yeah, I mean it wasn't coming through great, but I I appreciate the effort. Um, Jeremy, uh, I, I, I personally love Sleepy Hollow. I thought it's a fucking really rad movie and a great way to start off this one. Highly recommend. Watch it at your own discretion. Um, I, um, you know, and thank you. And thank you, Lauren, for the great suggestion. Uh, we have, uh, some primo Jeremy skin that's being sent your way as we speak. Ashley, where can people find you at? Um, if I'm still doing comedy and haven't quit, you can find me online uh, doing a VR comedy show November 10th, and then I will be in New Cumberland on the 18th. You can find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs or my better page, Slash and Gash DMV on Instagram. Hell yeah. Check out Slash and Gash. Get yourself a shirt. Um, oh, you're on the November 10th show. You know who else is on that show? Me, your boy, Eric Woodworth as well. So come into the virtual realm. See me and Ashley on that date. I also got Waynesboro with Umar Khan and the FPX Theater with Justin Schlegel on the 18th. Jeremy, take us the hell out of here, pal. How come you didn't have the music? 
It was playing the entire time. Really? I didn't hear it either, but that's okay. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Well, that's our best ending. All right, later.